Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. As usual, we're going to talk about Jesus. He's preparing us for his return and actually asking us to prepare the way for him, to be that example of him so that we can show others who he is before he gets here because it's not his will that even one should perish. He's in love with each and every one of us. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for being here today, for taking over my voice, for just taking over my thinking so that you can share with us what you want us to know, what we need to know. We love you and we praise you. We give you all the glory. You're so good to us. Just take a moment and praise him. He is so good. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Just come and be with us. You said when two or more are gathered in your name, you're here. And so we believe you are. Love you and praise you, Jesus. You know, being gathered in his name means being gathered in agreement with him. And so being in agreement with him, he is here. And being in agreement with him is being in agreement with his word. Today, Jesus wants us to know why our prayers aren't answered, why we keep asking and asking and nothing's happening. He said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So he's going to give us knowledge today. The mysteries are meant to be revealed, he told the disciples. The mysteries of the kingdom of God are not meant to just stay under a table in the dark, but for us to bring them forth. And so I want to start with what he's he's talking about is when we have answered prayer, we got to follow his instructions. Just like if you're going to make a cake, you got to follow the recipe. He has principles, a way of living, and he shares that with us in the word. I want to start by saying, if we're going to be like our father, if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to do what he did. God got out in the dark and he made it light with his faith, with his words. He didn't say, it's dark. What am I going to do? He said, let there be light. And he gave us his power and authority to call those things to be not as though they were. So of course, our father called things into existence. He spoke things that weren't yet and made them happen. In Mark 4, Jesus and his disciples were walking and seeing in a distance a fig tree covered with leaves. Jesus went to see if he could find any fruit on it. And there wasn't any fruit. And so when he came up to it and found nothing, he said to it, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening to what he said. And then the next morning, when they were walking by that fig tree, verse 20, in the morning when they were passing along, they noticed the fig tree was withered, the fig tree that Jesus spoke to, away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed has withered away. And Jesus replying said to them, If you have constant faith in God, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, it'll take place. It'll be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you, and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, 
forgive him, let it drop, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your feelings and shortcomings. Let them drop. If you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your feelings and shortcomings. And so we have a recipe here. Jesus said, first of all, to have, to have what you're asking for, you have to have constant faith. So in other words, you can't be a wishy-washy Christian. You can't believe one day and not the next. You don't live by how you feel and what you see. You don't, you, you live by the word of God. That reminds me of a time when I was teaching my son the principles of God and teaching him to call things not to, to call things to be not as though they were and not to look at his circumstances or how he feels. And when I was correcting him, I heard God say, tell him to stop saying what is. So God is saying to us, stop saying what is, but call those things to be not as though they were. Jesus said, whatever you say, he spoke to the fig tree and it withered. He said, whatever you say to the mountain, the mountain representing the problem, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it'll be done for him. So you have to believe what you say. And if you believe it, you'll say it. You'll say that thing that you want to come to play us. You'll say, let there be light. You're not going to say it's dark. What am I going to do? You're not going to be complaining about your circumstances. You're not going to live by how you feel, but you're going to have constant faith. You're going to believe in what the word of God says, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what someone else would say. So he said, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you and you will get it. And I just want to reiterate, if you believe, you're going to be saying the answer. You're not going to be saying the problem. You're not going to be saying what is, but you're going to be calling those things to be not as though they were, no matter how long it takes. And if it's taking a while, then you should go to Jesus and ask for wisdom and ask him why. And he said he'll give to all liberally without fault finding, as long as you're not wishy-washy, as long as you have constant faith. Sometimes he'll interrupt me and tell me that my faith isn't going to work until I change the circumstance. So he will tell you why your faith isn't working. He will tell you he is faithful. He is on your side and he will give you all the answers that you need to win. He is on your side. He is in love with you. And he wants you to prove that his will is good and perfect by changing your mind, Romans 12, to, to come into agreement with what he thinks, to live by his opinion not by your opinion, not by someone else's opinion, not by what it feels like. So for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, be believe, trust, and be confident that's granted to you and you get it, and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That's the other problem. You might need to forgive someone, and he will tell you that if you ask him. Let it drop, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own feelings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you won't forgive, your Father will not forgive you of your feelings and shortcomings. And, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't need to be forgiven of anything. I've heard people say that. And 
just go to Jesus and you'll know that you have missed it somewhere. You have failings. You have shortcomings that you might not even realize. We can't see Jesus without Jesus. We, we can't do anything without him. John 15, 7, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. And when you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. And that's what the world needs to see, to believe in Jesus. So much of the time we're Christians and we're not having the manifestation of God's promises happening in our life. And so we're looked at as just um, believing something that's not really real. We're not respected as Christians because we're saying one thing and doing another thing. We're saying this about God, but it's not happening. We're not living in it. We're fooled by the enemy into giving up and stepping out of God's will instead of pressing in. The kingdom of God is taken by force. And so if we don't receive from him right away, we should be seeking him as to why. Find out if there's someone you need to forgive. Find out if you've broken one of his laws. Find out if your faith is weak. Ask him. Ask him what to do and he will tell you. So, The message that he wants me to give to you today is he wants you to learn to receive from him so that you can bring glory to his name, so that you can prepare the way for him. He's coming, and he's coming soon. If you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he's just waiting. Revelation 3.20, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come in and dine with you. That means he's going to come and live on the inside of you and teach you his way. He's going to transform your life. He's going to put you on that path that leads to the good life, that narrow path. He's going to recreate you in his likeness. You're going to walk in his footsteps. You're going to call those things to be not as though they were. You're going to be like him. You're going to talk like him. You're going to show others who he is. And that's what he wants. It's not just a prayer that you pray and then you get to go to heaven. It's a lifestyle of changing your your mind, changing your opinion, your attitude to match his. So Jesus, we thank you that you would come and live on the inside of us and change us to be like you. We thank you and praise you for all the good that you want to do in us. We thank you for entrusting us to prepare a way for you. We love you and praise you for enabling us to do that. We can't do anything without you, but we want to bring glory to your name. We want to be that true Christian, that true disciple that brings glory to your name. Help us, Lord, to be like you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you so much for joining me today. If I ministered to you in any way, please let me know. God bless you.